The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This guard that just got signed to the, the Detroit Lions, Halapulavati Vati. Somebody else the Bengals missed out on. <laughs> <laughs> got 50 mil, got 50 mil five years. I never even heard of this dude. Crazy, crazy. Um, okay. let me go ahead and do the intro. Uh, welcome to the Orange is a New Black podcast, podcast with diehard Bengals fans. I'm your host, Ace Boogie. I'm joined by my co-host, Zim Hude. Zim, say what's up. What's up? Hello, world. How y'all doing? Let's get it. So we haven't been um, around in a minute, but we're able to connect together and get back to you guys. Uh, we last kind of talked about uh, some things that were going on with coronavirus and a lot of things surrounding the Bengals in terms of AJ Green, the franchise, um, and things that we saw playing out. But today actually began the first day of free agency. It's probably the weirdest free agency because of the, cir- the circumstances surrounding everything. But things have kind of gotten back to normal in the NFL world. Unfortunately, with the draft um, not being canceled, but being close to the public, which we expected to happen. Um, but free agency kicked off today and it started off with a bang. Um, obviously we saw Ryan Tannehill, um, sign a huge deal. I think it was 118 million total. Um, big deal for him. Also an extension for Kirk Cousins. They came out of nowhere. Say that again, Zoe. And they franchised the guy that got them there. It, it totally pissed all over Derrick Henry. But I'm sorry, man. Right. They franchised Derrick Henry. Uh, Joe Thune was franchised. Um, some weird stuff happened. Basically, Tom Brady's still a free agent right now. Doesn't look like he's going to have his choice of where he plays. San Francisco said no. Tennessee Titans said no. Um, seems like the Patriots, I don't know what their cap situation looks like, but I know it's pretty limited being that they've kind of franchised and made some moves on their own. So he's still out there. Um, there's some speculation and some smoke going around that the Chicago Bears went to the Bengals and it seems as if reading between the tea leaves and what's been reported that they possibly must have offered them the fourth round draft pick and the Bengals said no to that. 
And apparently they probably want their second round draft pick, I believe, because I don't think they have a third. Um, and so what Chicago has done is how do you feel about being those to the fourth? Uh honestly, I would have taken the fourth, bro. Like I don't like like get what you can, like get your 17 million, get what you can for the fourth. Not to, um, no. to me, it's just like the reason I say that is if you don't send him to the Chicago Bears, is your next option the Patriots? Do the Patriots even want him? Are the Patriots going to give you that? I don't think the Patriots are even going to give you a second round for him. So for me, based off of you said what? Do the Patriots even have a second? That's a good question. I'm not sure if they do or not. I don't know if they do, bro. I don't think they do. But, I mean, to me, I'm just starting to get vibes of the A.J. McCarron trade, like when the Bengals overplayed their hand and basically ended up not getting anything uh, for him. Uh, also, they cut Cordy Glenn, so I was clearly wrong about that. It doesn't seem like there were any suitors for Cordy Glenn, like Zim was trying to tell me, um, and like they reported you know, nobody wanted Cordy Glenn, so they cut him, saved about nine, $9 million in cap space. Uh, they franchised A.J. Green, starting off free agency, not a surprise, not a shocker, uh, but they owe him $17.8 million. Um, there's some crazy numbers floating around. Green for one quick second. Go what ahead. Green Hopkins, like, like for a Bengals fan, I got to I gotta reel you guys in sometimes. Mm-hmm. As a Bengals fan, do y'all see that DeAndre Hopkins just got traded for a second-round pick? And we're talking about arguably the best wide receiver in football at 20 – what is he, 28? 27. 27, a second-round pick because uh, David Johnson is – I don't even I don't even consider – that's a throwaway to me. I don't even know what – yeah. But I'm just saying that to say for all the people that, that value A.J. Green, I value A.J. Green because what he's done for history-wise – but his current market, if DeAndre Hopkins is getting a set a second, then come on, people. That's is that but most people are criticizing that deal because they were like, How the hell are you giving up DeAndre Hopkins for a second rounder? So was that and some people are are saying not to just to play devil's advocate, some people are saying that apparently he had beef, Bill O'Brien had beef with DeAndre Hopkins, and that was the reason that he traded him. Because everybody I've been hearing has said that trade made absolutely no sense. It makes no sense, but at the same time, they don't have to trade him that. And I think that they're that it just goes to show you a rookie contract is one of the most valuable things that is like going on currently in the NFL. And it's the reason why the CBA, while all the veteran players are DMing me yesterday and say, we don't know who is voting on this crap. All the players are hitting me and saying, This is like garbage. Why why are they agreeing to this, right? But those are guys that are longer tenure players that have more to lose. Uh, like these young guys come in the league and push all the old guys. We're, they're not even old. We're calling 28, 29-year-old people, young men. We're calling them old, but they're pushing them out the league. So, yeah, $100,000 and saying, yeah, what, what difference do it make to me? But at the same time, it's just a young man's league. And DeAndre Hopkins returns you a second. So that's what I'm saying. People that are that's old. Crazy. AJ Green, a guy that hasn't played, his market is nothing. The Bengals did exactly what they had to do. They need to make sure that he can still play, make sure that he can do it. And at the end of the year, 
they'll still have if a team offers AJ Green a deal, whatever, they can match whatever offer. It's the perfect play. And he could cry about he doesn't want to go to OTAs and all that stuff all he wants. I don't care. You better suit up and you better play and you better stay healthy. Because if you don't, nobody's gonna want you now. Now you're 32, 33. Nobody's really gonna want you. It's gonna make us look like heroes. I just gave you 18 million. It's the perfect play. I think I look, I, I love players, but a lot of times me and Ace, I think I talk to him, like I, I take the CEO like standpoint and Ace be like looking at me like, man, who's fucking who's side are you on? Or so like I don't know. But <laughs> from my owner standpoint. No, I'm not cutting AJ Green no deal. I ain't seen. I don't even see you play eight games in like two years. No, franchise you. You stuck. Now what you gonna do? And if you play and you ball out, I'm gonna get you again. That's the way this works. It's a business. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's still somewhat stupid just because they had to pay him 17 million guaranteed. So that takes away from them being able to be active today. Um, so I don't know, like. For me, it's just those moves can happen. But, like, even going back to the DeAndre Hopkins thing, what do you say to Deshaun Watson? Like, you took away his number one receiver. Like, Deshaun Watson is not going to be happy about that. And that's your future quarterback. I think you take that second. I I think the deal's stupid. Let let me make that clear. But you take that second and you go wide receiver, heavy draft. You already had a second, so now you got two seconds. So you're about to – Look at all the talent that's there to wide receiver. I'm about to go on a rookie deal with a young dude that's not going to give me no problems. It's going to follow suit and listen to what I'm saying with the same measurables. Will he be Andre Hopkins? We don't know. They're all prospects. But I can get the same measurables. I can get that same speed. I can get that same height. You got guys that are like Mims and stuff that would normally probably been in the first. They're talking about him maybe falling to the third. So, you know what I'm saying? There's going to be some guys. I love it for for uh, Kyler Murray, though. That gives Kyler Murray a number one receiver that he could depend on. That was kind of one of their weaknesses last year. It kind of fills out their wide receiver room with Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. So I love the deal for Kyler Murray, and I love to see the Bengals actually make aggressive moves like that when you got somebody like Joe Burrow coming in. But yeah, obvious news. Uh, hold on. Breaking, breaking news. The Bengals signed a bag of Doritos as a starting quarterback. Her <laughs> flute Tobin. <laughs> that was. And look, uh, I really thought he was about to say breaking news on like something totally different. Like, and he, <laughs> I was like, oh, who, who they say? <laughs> I thought they were going to tell me they re signing somebody team or something. <laughs> a bag of Doritos. They're going to they gonna have to ban me after this episode. Was it the spicy nacho flavor, or was it just standard Doritos we're talking here? Are we putting a tenure? Or a it's tenure? probably it's probably the purple bag. It's probably the chili, the chili bag. Not Ooh. even the one everybody. <laughs> get a four year deal with the chili. Oh man, we're set. We're set, guys. Let's go. We're in let's go mode now. All right, so let's let's talk about Bengals free agency or if I can call it the lack thereof. me and Zim have been talking all day about uh some of the potential guys that we saw you know possibly coming on board we also talked about what the Bengals strategy is going to be and for me um I'm not going to say that I bought into Duke Tobin and the Bengals putting out the narrative that they were going to be active in free agency but I at least thought that there was going to be like some kind of offer on the table for one of you know, not a 1A guy, but maybe a 2A guy to a 2B guy was what I was looking at. So when I say 2A to 2B, 
I wasn't expecting them to get Joe Thune. That was going to be like a wish list kind of thing. I wasn't expecting them to get uh, Buddy from the Redskins. I was kind of expecting the Graham Glasgow mm-hmm. kind of thing or, you know, a mid-tier, a Kwiatkowski. I'm still surprised that he went on the first day as the first linebacker. But I was looking at second-tier mm-hmm. kind of kind of he free was agents. He was, the, he was the best value, best bang for your buck. And I don't know if Bengals ever had a conversation with him, but that's a guy – that they could have afforded. So I'm with you on that one. That's a guy that they can afford that they should have been talking to. Right. So for me, it was, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting them to go out here and sign Byron Jones by any means, but I was expecting them to at least, you know, attack some of their major weaknesses, like the linebacker position, like the guard position and go after guys that weren't top dollar guys. Um, I haven't seen them do like anything from, from my standpoint, it's been, Somewhat of the look of an incompetent GM, uh, which Du Tobin is the director of player personnel. But the fact that Andy Dalton is still on the team um, after the trade deadline all the way up until now just shows how incompetent this team is. To go into a situation like free agency, having 17 million tied up in limbo. Now, I don't know what how things have to be done. I don't being that these deals don't become official until Wednesday. I'm not sure how all of those things work, but it just seemed that they put out this fake narrative that aligns or this false narrative to rid away the narrative that they have of not being a team that participates in free agency, not being a team that wants to win. Um, This is the same team that just a month ago was saying we're going to be active in free agency to impress Joe Burrow. Now, the thing about this is the way that I the way that I see this was that Joe Burrow was going to use one second, one second, Joe Burrow was going to use this period as kind of like a test to see whether or not. Yeah, I saw that. that? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. A test to see whether or not they were really telling the truth. So I'm pretty sure Joe Burrow's camp is sitting back and watching this. And it just so happens that free agency falls before the draft. So for them to meet with Joe Burrow and say that we're going to be active in free agency and do all of that and then completely drop the ball on that, to me, just backs up what Carson Palmer said. Like, and I hate to say that because I hate Carson Palmer and I know that he loves to eat big sausages and take pictures of it. But I mean, he's right. He's they're pretty much proving him right. And as them just put up on the screen for those who are just listening, they can't see it. He just put up the fact that the Bengals lost Clayton Fedulum. And you spent $8 million on bumps. Nobody was trying to sign any of those guys that they retained on Tinder. Like Alex Erickson. I mean, not Alex Erickson, but Alex Redman. Josh Tupo, that's it. Like Alex Redman. Redman or uh, Stephen Carter. I, will, I don't care. Stephen Carter is like, Brandon Wilson and Tupo, they definitely needed to get them guys back. No, too. I'm good with that, but I'm like, man, hey, like, I like those guys. If those guys got signed by another team, I wouldn't care. But your special ace, like, you put a tender on those guys, but you didn't put a tender on Clayton Fedulum. Like, you decided to keep Alex Redman over Clayton Fedulum, and now Clayton Fedulum is gone. Well, you 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 decided to keep Brandon Wilson over Clayton Fedulum. Brandon Wilson, um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah that's that's the same. But I really feel like they only did that because he was cheaper. Like that's like all of the moves that they make, in my opinion, all circle around money. Like what they can do to get the cheapest guy to to do the cheapest fix. 
like this whole BS that they're selling us about, oh, we think that Michael Jordan can be the guy. They're only saying that because Michael Jordan makes peanuts. But Michael Jordan was a bum last year. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to, like, you're not going to hold up shit to me and put sugar on it and I'm supposed to act like it's candy. Like, that's some bullshit. Like, Michael Jordan is not a starter. Like, I'm not going to hold a filter or anything. Like, he's not a starter. He's a good developmental player. He's not starting. Like, he's not good. We saw last year he wasn't good. Like, he's better than Billy Price, but Billy Price is better. He got a lot better, though. I really feel like he played – he had some pretty good games, and PFF will back back that up as well. He had some pretty good games. I wouldn't just toss him to the wolves. I mean, I would – I wouldn't toss him. Yeah, exactly. I want to just be like, he's our starter. I feel confident in a guy that had. Didn't say that, bro. Didn't he have a Didn't he have a score of an eleven in one of them games by PFF? An eleven out of a hundred, bro. That's still his game. That's still his game. <laughs> an eleven out of everybody had. Yeah, that was a rough game. And it's just like I don't. I don't know. I don't know where this front office is going. I don't know what Tobin is thinking, but. You're talking about this is what going into our fourth year of a bad offensive line, and you really want to stick with the same guys. Like these are things that I see where it just does not look like the Bengals want to prioritize winning. I've said on this channel before, I thought that the Bengals could make the playoffs, right? But I thought that they would be able to be smart enough to realize our line is fucking garbage and we need to sign at least one player in free agency to do something to that line. Like, I'm not – like, Austin Blythe is not a, a pro bowler. He is not somebody that's going to, like, come in and just be amazing. But compared to what we have, he's already better than anything that we have there. Just as soon as he steps foot in the PBS, as soon as he comes in with his headphones on and he touches the soil, he's automatically one of the best linemen that we have on the team. As soon as he passes the physical – He's, as soon as we get on the phone with him, as soon as Duke Tobin talks to him on the phone, he's already better than some of the guys that we already have. And that's, for, for the love of me, I can't understand, like, why you're not doing anything and, like, why you feel like the national media is wrong because they've proven them right, in my opinion. And I hate to say that, but they've proven them right. I feel like I, feel like I, I understand where you're coming from, but to me – there's not too many, like, out of all the deals that I've seen, the only one that I really, 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 like, looked at and said, okay, like, that's a guy that I think that they should have targeted and they should have won is the guy Piotowski or whatever, the linebacker. Aside from right. that, am I paying Eric Flowers that type of money? Byron Jones is now the highest-paid corner. I never wanted him. Um, I'm just looking at the names, like, John Sound, James Bradbury. That's not an upgrade from Kurt Patrick. It's like... Packers signed uh, Christian Kirksey. I would take Kirksey, but I want him. I want him like falling down to me day two, day three. I don't want it. Like the expectation of Bengals fans in free agency is just totally different. And, I, and I'm a Bengals fan as well, but it's totally different what I look at free agency from. I'm looking at free agencies for what it like. I want to catch somebody slipping, just like it. Imagine if you were in a draft and somebody slipping to me. I don't want to be the first person. Like when I, that's just my personality, though. Like if I go out and I saw the car that I, of my dreams right now, and it's on a lot right now, I'm not going rushing up to the dealer. Like I'm about to figure out a way where somebody like got in, a, got into a car payment that they couldn't afford, and I'm about to take it off your hands type thing. Like 
that's just I'm a negotiator by nature. Like I'm not a day one guy. Like none of them dudes, none of them deals I thought were good. The deal, um, what's the boy that we kept on saying? Not Brandon. Uh, the Conklin deal. We didn't need a tackle, so that's the offensive lineman that we would that people were like. <laughs> Right tackle. I'd take Conklin over Bobby Hart. Right tackle, though. So you just gonna convert him over to right tackle, and then he's not even that. That's a Conklin, nah, Conklin is a right tackle. Taylor Lewan yeah. is a left tackle. Taylor Lewan for the Titans is a left tackle. Jack Conklin is a right tackle. I thought he was a left tackle. Okay, so the Conklin deal isn't that bad, but it has so much guaranteed money in it that Bengals just aren't going to. It had like twenty eight million in guaranteed money. So. Just me knowing how they operate, I don't expect them to sign that type of guy. With a, day one guys are all going to get guaranteed money. We're not even in four or five. We're like six, like we're recording this guy six, seven hours after this non-tampering period has even begun. I don't expect them to get none of them guys like that. I expect them to go get somebody like Blake Martinez that signed like early on day one. That got He got overpaid. So now I don't want him. And then the guard, what's the guard that we, we've been saying like all, all like today that did sign? There's only two guys that got signed today that I'm like, Bengals should have been in talks with them. I'm more right. I'm more frustrated with the fact that they don't have the resources in place to make these deals happen. They don't have the resources in place to make the Dalton deal be like, soon as we, we should have been coming out this thing, running out the gates, Dalton move, right? I'm more right. frustrated I am not frustrated with them not signing none of these deals. These deals are terrible. The only reason that I'd say that is because the only reason I say that is I'm not worried about the linebacker deal. Like Kyle Weissy, like you said, cool, but there's still some guys left, right? But the guard position was thin. Like it was already thin. Like once Joe Tooney and uh, Brandon Scherf were franchised, like, that literally left only Austin Blythe exactly. and Graham Glasgow. Like, I don't want Richie Incognito on a on a good deal. I don't want that. Like, Nick, like that's like a band-aid. Like, and for me, that that's where they need to be aggressive at. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, first day, first, first day deals are bad, but it's like, okay, if I get Carl Joseph three days from now, what does that do for me? I already have Sean Williams. Like, that's not making an impact immediately. If I go and get Trey Wayne's three or four days from now, what does that do for me? It's, that's it doesn't do anything. But that's an upgrade. Like, to me, like, going off of the scheme and what are they lacking right now and what can you get in the draft, That is, it's, it's a balancing that. And if, and, if, and if you miss a guard, I think now you reset your board if you're the Bengals, and now you are you are forced to go get a guard earlier than what you probably wanted to, earlier than what I probably wanted them to. But if you feel as though that was like a big time need, like to me, left guard was the one thing that I kept on telling you. I was like, man, it, that's the one position they don't have. And right. I, I just just the Grand Glasgow deal though, like. 12 million for him, like he's not a pro bowler or anything like that. Like that's why that's why when uh when Joe Tooney got got signed, it wasn't about me, it wasn't about me wanting Joe Tooney. It was like I was saying no, because I knew that that was gonna make Glass yeah. like the that guy in the Brandon Sheriff deal in the Brandon Sheriff right. deal was gonna change it all up. Like I, I, I sympathize with everybody like that, but for me. Free agency is not about who can get out there and just spend them unless you just got money that you got to spend. Like Brown spending all that money on Conklin, they had to 
why they went and signed didn't they sign Case Keenum too or they signed Case Keenum, bro. The Browns made some. Now they did make some questionable moves, and I think like, that they could be blowing it up. They signed. They signed Case Keenum. They also signed um, the tight end. I don't know. Like the Browns, you got to really keep an eye on because with them having a new GM, that means that they could be blowing the whole thing up. Like I remember my my guy Quincy that we um, had on the podcast. He was worried that since they had a new GM, he could get rid of. Um, Baker Mayfield. And I think that is like with them signing Kirk Cousins, I'm almost looking at that. Like, does that mean that it's possible in the future? Like if Baker Mayfield doesn't work out this year, that they could move on from him, use they're ready. They're ready. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that's a big signal. I think it'll put the pressure on him. And honestly, I don't think he's gonna deal with that pressure that well. I think Case Keenum that, that um like breathing down his back, I don't think that's a good idea. But I, I guess, excuse me, the organization is saying, look, like we're not liking some of the things that you're doing to represent it, it. It goes to show you guys, like the importance of a quarterback is like, I think I, I, beat, it, I beat it into everybody's head every day of my life, like for the last four or five years, where I'm just saying, what are you without a quarterback? And, it's, and I meet so many people that oppose it, but it is everything. It is everything like, and if you're not supporting the the quarterback uh, with pieces around him, then I, I, it's, that's a long conversation. But going back to my point, all right, listen. Out of all these teams, by my count, there are currently 19 teams that haven't signed anybody. Just like the Bengals. Now the Bengals are a part of the 19 teams, right? But because y'all seeing these names and stuff go across the screen, it's like making everybody be like, the Bengals are never going to do anything. It's not that they're not going to do anything. They're just not set up ever to be a team that goes ham in free agency. And, and that's okay because we've proven before we can win without going crazy in free agency. We, the difference is, look, when we went to the playoffs for the, for the, the five years straight, right, it wasn't because we went heavy in free agency. We're banking on the draft, right? But you know the number one thing. This is the number one thing that we were missing in all those years. A quarterback. With a quarterback, it will deliver you the free agents that you're talking about, but you have to see Joe Burrow do it first. If Joe, I said this to y'all months before. If Joe Burrow goes crazy this year, it does everything that he's supposed to do, the cap space will be freed up, and you will see the Bengals go ham in free agency like you've never seen them before. But they've never had a quarterback of that level. Carson Palmer was thought to be that, but he was never what Joe Burrow, what I think Joe Burrow is going to be. So for me, like right now, this is not the year to go out and go crazy in free agency. He has to show them that he's that guy first. And even if they never do go crazy in free agency, if Joe Burrow played the way that he just played in college with those same teams that Dalton went to the playoffs with, how many playoff wins do you think that equates to? With the same formula that y'all that everybody's poo-pooing right now, the same formula that got us to the playoffs five years straight, if Joe Burrow's on them teams, do you think that's an ASC championship? Uh, you know that's an ASC championship. The I only don't know. I don't know about that. That is Dalton. Now, all those games, all the playoff games is all Dalton. The team was there. That was the problem. 
screen. So when you say that I see these these teams that go across the screen and I feel some type of way, the only team that made me feel that type of way, the Ravens. Because you know what I saw two days ago? Calais Campbell, a straight monster, gets traded to the Baltimore Ravens. That's their, that's their whole weakness. That's their biggest weakness. Like, they fixed that. The Ravens beat our head in last year. We're not doing anything to combat that. That's talking about Calais Campbell flying off the edge against Michael Jordan. He's going to murder him. He's going to murder him. And then they just signed Michael Brockers. So it's like, okay, the AFC champions from last year, are we not trying to beat them? Are we not, are we not trying to challenge them to take over? Because that's how you get to the playoffs. you got to first win your division. The Bengals have done absolutely nothing while teams in the division are getting better. And that, to me, carried over from last year. They're going to do the same thing we're going to do because they got negative $2 million. They can't do anything. The Steelers aren't doing everybody, anything. You said everybody in the division got better. The Steelers ain't do a goddamn thing. The Steelers thing. have like 40 less million dollars than we have. Like they got negative the $2 million. Have, the Steelers don't have one offense. The Steelers need a GoFundMe page started for them to even sign anybody in free agency. Like they got like negative twelve million dollars. So bad. If they sign Javon Hargrave, I think you'll forget about it. Last year was just it's like this. It's not possible. It's not possible. Look at look at the Steelers cap space. I don't. I don't already yeah, like that the Bengals signs Javon Hargrave. Oh yeah. I mean, think about this though. Keep Josh Bill is this past year, like bro, like he's not really like worth it. You did you see the Eifert? I mean, not the Eifert. Did you see the Jimmy Graham deal just now? Like, I feel like Eifert. Who would you rather have, Jimmy Graham or, or, or Tyler Eifert, right now? Uh, that's hard to say, man. Jimmy Graham is like a shell of himself now. Bro, they just gave him like seven, eight million. Seven million? Nah, oh. they they think that they getting the old Jimmy Graham. They tripping on that one. Oh! Javon Hargrave signs a three-year deal, $39 million, 26 fully guaranteed to the Eagles. Yep, because they make moves. This is the NFL, bro. You got to be aggressive in some form or fashion. You got to be aggressive. Like, it's teams out there that want it. I'm going to let you talk. Listen, but I want to sum this up by saying this. This is year one of the Joe Burrow project for me, right? In that right now, I need to see what I got. I need to maximize him having his rookie deal, being on this, being on this rookie deal for, for me. Before I just go out and say, this is the plan. This is where we're going to go. Or you're going to end up like the Browns. You go do a Baker Mayfield. Now, you, now you're out spending $18 million or something on Case Keenum. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, so for me... Is attack the draft, get as many picks as you can, get your culture in the building, try to do all that blah, 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 cliche stuff. If Joe Burrow delivers and wins you seven, eight, close to nine games, whatever, then you, then I'm standing on the table saying, day one, I want da, 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 to put us over the hump. Day one is reserved for people that are trying to get over a hump. Bro, we just won two games. What are we doing trying to get anybody on day one? Anybody sitting there... Mm. These guys with these deals on right. day one free agency coming off a two and fourteen record, and you don't have money like 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 they have money in free agency, but their owner and their in their organization doesn't have money, so you they don't have the they can't afford to take the chances that 
these other organizations can take. The Eagles owner owns is a is a billionaire. Like these these people in Cincinnati, they don't they're not that. Brown type deals and all that type of stuff, and you're gonna see it over and over and over again until the quarterback takes you to the promised land. That is the only hope that the Bengals have. The Green Bay Packers and the Cincinnati Bengals are no different on any front. They don't pay over for nobody. Anybody that they had that was legit rolled out, like all of that stuff. Nah, to- not anymore. Not anymore. Packers it sounds as Jerry Smith and all of those who that's one more than the Bengals have ever done in the last 10 years. Look at them right now. They're not coming back at it because their owner, their ownership is not going for that. Like if they did that to say, okay, we're gonna do this and we're gonna and we need to go to Super Bowl. You ain't seen Green Bay Packers pop up on your screen once, have you? And you not. Nope. Nope. Hold on. I'm gonna play. This was 13 days ago, people. Some of the buzz, Andrew, that I picked up in Indianapolis that it's really the opposite of what the narrative for the Bengals has been. And first of all, I would expect them to be involved in free agency. I'm not sure they're going to go and break the bank for the top, top guy, maybe. But I would expect them to be heavily involved in the upper and middle class of free agents. they got a lot of holes in the roster. They'd like to get better. There are certainly some players who would help that team really at, at all levels. I would expect the Bengals to be heavily involved. And as far as actually what they've spent, you know, I know that was some bullshit. <laughs> That's all I was that was some bullshit, bro. That was some bullshit because they didn't go after nobody. I was curious about the actual, you know, facts of this whole thing. So I looked it up. Here's what they are. Since 2011, the Bengals are right in the middle, 15th in spending. Since 2013. I mean, I don't even want to hear it, man. I- Wait. I don't even want to hear it. No, don't But if you were a young player, a good player on their own team, including Carson Palmer when they made him the highest paid quarterback, including Andy Dalton they gave a big contract to, if you're a good player of their own, they will pay you part of the things that they're trying to talk to Joe Burrow about and uh, part of the frustration they have with the national narrative. What? What? Is the national narrative wrong? It's not. It's not wrong. They're never going to be active in free agency, and they don't have the resources to pull out trades. I like you don't have have the resources, bro. Like, why are we still saying they don't have it? Why are we saying they don't have it? Had a network that the Patriots do to get on the phone and make a deal with none of these people. I don't know what they do, but they don't work the phones like I would work them. If the Cleveland Browns can sign people, if people are signing up to play in Cleveland with all of them factories and fish and the mistake by the lake, and people are signing up to to play for in all of these cities and for all of these franchises, why can't they do the same, bro? That's all I'm saying. Like cap space, and the Browns are hungrier to yeah, they want to win more, right? They want. Which is crazy. A team that's 0-16, that 0-16 wants to win more than a team that just won two games last year. But that's all I got to say on it. I mean, we'll see what happens the rest of this week. I'm sure by Thursday we'll have an update on um, some new things. Um, As usual, I love Zim providing his insight. I'm still frustrated, but I... (laughs) In two days, we're gonna check in on Ace. Everybody, we're gonna do a special. We're gonna do a special podcast. I'm I'm mad at the 
Muslim joint because I just saw that as we're recording this. The Hargrave deal, right? This before we close this thing out. Yes, I wanted Javon Hargrave more than anybody in free agency. I said that this morning. But you know what they did? They made him the highest paid nose tackle in all of sports. And I'm not willing to pay that. So now my feelings have gone totally away from it. I don't want to make him the highest paid person in sport in nose tackle in sports. And I'm coming off a two and fourteen season. That makes no sense, no sense in the world. Like that's somebody I need to push me over the hump if I'm a playoff team. That's just my thought process. I'm not overpaying for nobody. I'm Mike Brown's son. Hey man, I I just I'm I'm kind of jealous of the Ravens right now, man. I think the Ravens right now look like the model the model franchise in the division. I don't know if we're gonna be able to close think that gap. It, like, think about it. We was thirteen and three. Like they just came off of hell. Yeah, we we going get some of those because we say hey. They this, realize it's Super Bowl or bust, but we're not in that position, right? Like, do you understand that? Like, not, why you gonna go uh, buy? I'm not. You you never even want Byron Jones. Name the name me the three guys that got signed today that you wanted. Graham Glasgow. Overpaid. Um, Nick Kiyawaski. No, not. I don't feel like Graham Glasgow is overpaid. If he well, was, man, he not no pro bowler, and he ain't never. They, the reason why we want him is because his brother play on the team for real, bro. But he's a good guard, though. Like he's a top of the league guard. Top like, of the league. Top half of the league. He's in the top half top of the league. Half. Top, top half. half of the league. I take that. Uh, like right now, we're in the we're last. You can say, <laughs> you, can say you got him. No, just to keep Joe Burrow upright and the open holes for Joe Mixon. Like, that's why I want him. Like, if I'm going to spend money somewhere, like, I'm going to give one, not for that money and not that guaranteed. Like, I don't want to give him $28 million guaranteed and he's not a pro bowler or he's not going to get me over the hump and my team isn't any better. Like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Joe Burrow can navigate through that part, that portion of it. I, I just want to close four it years, up. Four years, 44 million, 20. Like, that's not much, man. That's not much. That's like it's 11 not, million a year. It's not. And, and I agree. They should have been on the phone with him. And the, and the Kwiatowski, I know I'm butchering his name up, but the linebacker from the Bears, those are two guys that, yeah, they absolutely should have been. But I don't know behind the scenes, like, what's going on? Like, what are these conversations like? For all we know, them two guys that we're talking about, that these are the two guys that you're saying out of everybody that got signed. Them two guys might have said, nah, I, I don't even want to play for them. That's not the Bengals' fault. I don't know, but I'm just throwing that out there. Or they could be saying maybe the Bengals did drop the ball, but I'm not about to cry over Graham Glass. Huh? I would have I took uh, <laughs> Conklin, too. I would have took Conklin, too. I would have took him, too, especially given that you just cut Cordy Glenn. What's that? Nine million. What did Conklin get? How many? How much million is a year did Conklin get? What was his average salary? I think twelve. If it's twelve, three more million. Like I would have did that. I would have did that and been like Bobby Hart. You can go too. Like <laughs> I would have did that. I would have got that money between Bobby Hart and Cordy Glenn and signed Conklin. But I mean, I'm at this point, it's crying over spoiled milk. It don't even matter. Conklin got a three-year deal for $42 million, $30 million guaranteed. Two years for 42 So he got like $20 million? No, no. He got 14, 14. $42, $30 million guaranteed. He gets $20 million in his first year guaranteed. Yeah, and, Bengals wasn't doing that. Bengals wasn't doing and, that. They're not. And, they're not doing that. And I guess that's the part of me that's like, okay, like, 
Yeah, I'm with you. I, it's not a big deal for them to spend that to me, but just knowing the structure of the Bengals organization, I guess my expectations for them signing a guy like that is not, that's not what it is. I want guys that they can get in. The reason why Drake Kirkpatrick, y'all looking at Dre like he, he could be a, a possible cut because they always get these deals where they got these outs out of the deal and they sign their own guys primarily like the, uh, who was that Ian Rappaport that you just played the thing. But I, I'm look. I'm not bargain shopping. I'm I'm trying to get them mid tier guys, but I'm trying to get them for less than whatever. I want them. I want their market dried out. I want the. I want the uh, Darquez Denard to go look around, see that nobody wants to pay him that type of money, and he come crawling back to me. And that's just the way I like. I operate like I just I work deals like that. Like somebody want to take a lot more money and go day one or whatever. Hey, boom, go go that way. I bet you I could find somebody comparable to Graham Glasgow in the draft. Or in three. because Greg Glasgow is not a generational talent, so I'm not going to be crying over or thinking about that one second. I'm not even going to mention his name ever again. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like Greg Glasgow came into the building and then we were on the verge, like how I'm looking at Lamar Jackson every day of my life. Like he came in the building, and we right. that's what I'm upset about. I'm not upset about them not spending money that's not in my pocket. Like I don't, I don't know. You trust them to pick the right guard? Because I don't. In the draft, I don't I don't trust him. So I would take Ryan Glasgow because I know what he is. I'm trusting Joe Burrow going to navigate through that pocket like y'all never seen before in y'all life and be improvising this runoff this whole year. I'm not trusting Yeah, No, I'm not. And I believe that Mike Jordan got a lot better, and I believe that they got a really good backup in Billy Price, and I believe that they have a solid foundation with Jonah Williams and, uh, and Trey Hopkins. And I'm and I'm taking that with me, and I'm putting that with Joe Burrow. And at the end of the year, if Joe Burrow lights it up, yeah, I'm gonna be sitting there thinking, yeah, day one, we right over the hump. Like after year one, then y'all could get me on that train. But today, March 16th, day one of this ain't even day one of free agency. Everybody's like, man, I thought they was gonna light it up. Like nah, like these deals is not where it's at, bro. Like I'm not liking none of them deals. Like I don't want them. I don't want Grand Glass out for that. I want him for a bargain. I'll take the Michael Brockers deal. I'll take a lot of these deals that happen today outside of the Eric Flowers and the other deal. You want me to start naming all the deals? I'll take a lot of deals. I would like even the trades, even the trades that happened, the DeAndre Hopkins. You want hell yeah, we all would take that damn Hopkins deal. We wouldn't even talk about AJ Green, not another second in our life. (laughs) Yeah, why didn't we do that one? I don't know, Zim. I'm just I'm I, I, that Shaq Lawson deal wasn't bad. I Shaq Lawson was crazy. Ten million a year for Shaq Lawson. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. Oh, no, I don't want that. That's what I'm saying. Like, who are y'all talking about? The Dolphins got Clayton Fedulum, which I, I I do want Clayton Fedulum. I didn't I don't I didn't want the cornerback James uh Brad uh, Bradbury Hayden Hurst deal. Um. I thought I thought the Ravens made good moves. Like the Calais Campbell trade was smart for them. The Michael Brockers deal was smart for them. Uh, the Browns, the Jack Conklin deal, I think was smart. I I don't get the tight end move. That makes me think that Njoku's about to be on the way out. Like Njoku's probably going. We need Njoku. But we don't even have a tight end. Low key, low key, we don't have a tight end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we just got all these holes, man. I just don't trust them to draft them. I don't. 
I don't I, trust I, him in the draft. You know what this is telling me though? They gonna be that that number thirty three pick. Yeah, I can guarantee. I guarantee. I bet any amount of money on it. There's no way that they stand in that spot. They need. They need players. They're they're getting out of that. At the end of day one, their phone line gonna go crazy. They're getting out of that 33 spot and they trading down. They got it. They're trying to make that in the two picks because there's no watch, way. Watch them. Watch them mess around and get less value for somebody that trades like right after them. But the same the same theory where I don't trust them to, to scout offensive linemen, I'd rather take a two-for-one, though, with them because just with our luck, the guy that we think is so lit at number 33, like, I, I think the, the way that they're shaping up is probably going to be like a wide receiver that's going to be glaring at us in the face. With our luck, we would go drive that wide receiver and he'll go get hurt. So for me to get a two-for-one, I'll take it. Because that's the same thing that they did with um, Lawson and, and Willis. They they're going to try to recreate that. I'm calling. I'm telling y'all that right now. If y'all listen to this. There is not one chance they stay that 33 spot. That's getting traded. Special two bumps for one. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> it's funny because a, um, a couple months ago, me and Ace were on this thing, and he said, "Man, we're going to playoffs." The 49ers went from 4 12 to the Super Bowl. And I wasn't on it. And me and Ace have now reversed because I believe in Joe Burrow so much that I don't see them maybe getting to the playoffs, but I see that the growth in the, in, with the, within the team is going to force their hand. And that's what I was saying all the time. It's going to force their hand. Joe Burrow is vocal enough. Joe Burrow is going to have enough pool. Joe Burrow is going to have so much money on his way from sponsorships and everything like that. He's going to demand that they have to change some things like free agency, but he's got to do it first because what they don't want to do is get themselves in a situation where you're talking about year four, where Joe Burrow's already talking about getting the hell out of Cincinnati, right? It will make them look stupid. So while he has that one, one year that's lit, it puts so much pressure on them, and that's the value of a quarterback. And I'm trying to preach this stuff to everybody. Without a quarterback, you don't have – they don't have no pressure. What's the pressure on the Bengals front office to do something? Me and you on a podcast telling them they should sign these bums on first day on day one. I'm, I'm sorry, they're not bums. To sign these dudes day one, who's their pressure? Fans uh, angry on Twitter. All the fans, the other the other 19 teams that haven't signed one player, they're all sitting there just like we are right now saying, why aren't we signing nobody? That's not pressure. Pressure is a quarterback that's sitting there saying, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, pressure uh, is is in the quarterback, but let's close this thing out because I think we went a little bit longer than what we probably expected. But that is the recap. If you guys haven't seen uh, Clayton Fedgeman uh, just signed recently, Byron Jones is now the highest paid cornerback in all of football. Uh, Falcons get Hayden Hurst earlier from the Ravens. Uh, Giants signed James Bradbury. Packers signed a two year deal with Christian Kirksey. Packers also signed a running back, uh, Ricky Wagner. Uh, Nick uh, Kwiatowski was the big deal. He went for seven mil per. That's the Preston Brown money for a, a, a linebacker that is on the up and up. And that is the biggest deal of free agency. That's the type of deals that I'm looking for. Um, Stillers also cut Mark Barron. I'm just going through some names like at, at, at current press time because Jimmy Green got cut like yesterday. Eric Flowers gets a stupid deal. Your boy Marcus Hunt gets a cut. Colts get uh, DeForest Buckner, but give up their first round pick. 
to the to the 49ers for the like the number 16 pick 13. for the 13. Cardinals get uh DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, which doesn't make any sense at all. Brown signed Austin Hooper, like Ace just said. Keep an eye on this thing. We're gonna be giving you guys updates all week. Check on Ace, make sure he's straight because he looks like he's got the coronavirus right now. Like something really, really like day one, we eight hours in now. We're at the eight hour mark, and he's about to like give it up. But I got the I got the Bengals. This isn't live, is This isn't live, is it? No, that's like, not live. If y'all if y'all did see this live, Ace has a, a amazing shirt on. I want you guys to see that, but you'll see that next time. But he has a really, really nice shirt on. It says I'm Burrow. still gonna post this. I'm still gonna post this. I still post He's it. On a shirt. It says Burrow Babies, something like that. It looks really damn cool. He's a cool kid. Look at that. Look at that, people. It looks like he's got a mix of Cedric Benson, all these different characters, lightning bolts, all types of cool stuff. Don't know where he got that cool shirt from, but we'll just we'll just figure that out later, guys, when Burrow Babies drops on the world. And Joe Burrow takes over the world. Who that? Who that? <laughs>